No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. (laughs) All right, it's time for another Con Air Radio. And of course, we are your hosts. Haggard Haggard over here and R-Tab Smash Tower over there. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How you doing today? Well, um, I just inhaled an entire can of Raid. <laughs> and no, it's not because I was huffing. <laughs> um, my daughter had uh, a roach issue. Oof. Uh, and we tried to fumigate and just realized that, okay, this is above me. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not supposed to do that in an, an enclosed area. Or at least you know, stay there. I really should have read the can first. Yeah, <laughs> you should have. I'm a little lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> Choked up, too. <laughs> Lungs are bad. So uh, we're coming off of uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, that I'm was, still eating turkey. Still, yeah. still eating turkey? <laughs> still eating turkey. Actually, that's what I'm hoping for sam- for dinner tonight, turkey sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had my lunch slash dinner. I heated up some old pizza. I know. The whole house smells like pizza. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I walked in the door going, someone's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, it was bad. It, 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 Thanksgiving was pretty good. Uh, Sunshine and I had a uh, kind of an orphans Thanksgiving. Orphans came Thanksgiving. Yeah, if uh, like s- people who didn't have a place to go for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. they can come to our place. Oh. And the the funny thing is, it kind of backfired on us because yeah, twenty five homeless. What? No, no. <laughs> we a lot of people were like, we wish we could go, but we actually have a place to go uh. to this year. And so it was kind of like one of those. We we only had like two people um besides us and her family mm-hmm. uh and but we it was still a good good thanksgiving i had a, a 50th uh <clears throat> birthday party one year uh, a year or two ago mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and uh i had two people show up i invited uh literally probably 100 people <laughs> yeah so yeah facebook is not a good spot for me to invite people yeah no no, <laughs> no. um should have used twitter should should have used twitter should have used twitter yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of things going on. Uh, there's immensely a lot of things to go on. We got, I mean, we got tons to talk about besides the fact that we physically have not been together and podcasted since our, uh, uh, podcast with, uh, KC. Yeah. That's been uh, a little while. Which was a phenomenal podcast. I loved Mm. it. Um, and, uh, a couple of the quick notes. Um, we have gotten our approval for, uh, Tayukon here, here in Mesa, uh, in January. So, uh, we will be there. I, I might, mm, let's see, it's in January. I don't know. I, I think I'll be able to debut one, if not two new cosplays. Ooh. So. Awesome. We'll, we'll awesome. see how that goes. And then, of course, our friends over at uh, Arizona Game Fair have approved us for uh, the convention f- um, next year or this next year. Nice. <laughs> so nice. we've gotten those two approved. We're still kind of waiting on a couple others uh, that I've requested, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't heard back yet. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah, and then uh, it's been a secret, but hopefully it'll start soon. I'm starting a new second slash third job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually going to be working for Kids Need to Read. Oh, wow. Our friends at Kids Need to Read. Denise um, reached out to me, and she said that she thought I would be a perfect fit. And uh, I think she's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a good 
good company to work for. Yeah. Good organization. Good charity. Good charity. Yeah. Good charity. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Nice. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So I've I I went on vacation. I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> I went to uh, went to California. Yeah, got there the day that the wildfire started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I inhaled a lot of smoke. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're not you're not the only one that might be hacking during the show. Right. Oh man. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just really quick for any of our listeners who are on in California, our heart goes out to you. Um, they had know, a lot of lives lost. Yeah, a lot of lives lost. A lot of a uh, lot of entire houses and entire communities just gone up in smoke. You have to almost think about that. Is, are, are we talking developments? Are we talking like a town that used to be there? A, a town that used, <laughs> used to be to there. Be there. Um, Paradise. Paradise. Par- the town of Paradise completely gone. I think they should rename it Phoenix because it's gonna have to rise from the ashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a really bad joke, but um, it it really kind of suits its purpose. Oh yeah, um, but just just for anybody who's still there, just remember the the smoke that you guys are inhaling. It is toxic. Take safety precautions. Wear masks. Um, even in the in the outlying L.A. areas, that smoke is getting getting to L.A. Wow. So. Just uh, oh, that was your leg. Yep. Um, but yeah, just just be careful out there, and um, especially this holiday season. Just, I mean, if if you did um, did lose somebody, just keep them in memory. Always. So, yeah. Always. Make your own memorial. Oh yeah, that's the best way to do it. <laughs> but um, what else? Real quick. Oh yeah, um, we did have a snafu. Um, I did go down to Tucson and got to participate in a panel down in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, unfortunately, um, was brain fart when I was doing my uh, my interviews, and of course they came out really terrible. And then I handed them over to you, and I say, "Fix it." <laughs> fix yeah, this. I'm fix this. I'm trying, but. I gotta well, gotta, get, gotta get my my system back up and running. Well, we got some really good interviews, that's and that's good. why I'm, that's why I'm excited. Um, we got the opportunity to, or to talk to James Owen again. Nice, um, and that was a fantastic interview. So I'm really hoping that that uh, we can fix it and get it on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I also talked to the Arizona Browncoats, which are the new and approved Arizona Browncoats. Not to say there was anything wrong with the old ones, um, but pretty much just a brand new infusion of fresh blood. Um, so we're going to see a lot more of the Arizona Browncoats, and I had a good interview with them. Um, nice. And one that I've been shooting for for quite a while um, was Crooked Feather. Mm-hmm. So. She, she was actually, uh, I, I just saw something. She was at uh, the Alamo Draft House. Uh, I believe it was yesterday they were doing the premiere of Wreck-It Ralph, mm-hmm. and her and a couple people that, w- that we've interviewed in the past, Amber Skies, Amber Bright. Oh, yeah. Um, they were there cosplaying as the princesses from Disney. Oh, yeah. So I think uh, Crooked Feather was there. Uh, she was cosplaying as, oh, I don't remember off the top of my head now. Oh. But but I do know she she was there. She was participating. and um, But yeah, uh, Thermal Cosplay was there. Uh, Jinx Cosplay was there. There was just a whole, whole lot of uh, awesome princesses. <laughs> a whole bunch of cosplay. And um, there was a lot of great feedback from that. Because hmm. yeah, I, I keep in contact with them, and they're like, "You got to come." And I was like, "I am not doing anything but playing Red Dead Redemption today." <laughs> I actually been uh, I had to get a bigger hard drive 
for mm-hmm. my computer because I downloaded an update for Arc, mm-hmm. and it filled it up so I couldn't even play. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I had to get a brand new hard drive for which, my. Which, by the way, you're lucky you pulled me away from Red Dead Redemption when you got here. <laughs> I would still be playing that. Well, I, and that's the thing with me is that I, I was I'm still trying to play Arc, even though. Everyone has abandoned me in the game. <laughs> oh. I'm like on my own. I'm in my own world, literally. <laughs> oh. I have I have an entire arc to myself. Uh, and I'm able to <laughs> fly around and I, I'm I'm strolling through some of our friends' bases like, <laughs> hey, check it out. <laughs> you know, just because there's no one there. <laughs> yeah. And and it's I have to make that decision if I want to stay or not soon uh, mm. because you know you get to a point where you know playing with yourself really kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna touch that one. Not going there. Even after the hand gesture. <laughs> even after the hand gesture. Nope. Nope. That's funny. <laughs> um, I'm terrible today. <laughs> terrible. Today. Terrible. Yeah, I know every day. Um, but yeah, no. And then um, yeah, speaking of that, I mean, there, there's been a lot of. Interesting movies that have come out recently. Yeah, there yeah. have been. Um, there was one just a couple of weeks ago. What was it? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, no, that doesn't interest me. <laughs> yeah, of course it wouldn't interest you. Well, you know, it it does and it does. I've never mm-hmm. been a big on documentaries for bands. Um, I, I it, mean, it's, it's not a documentary. Okay. It's a, bi- it's a biopic. A biopic. There, there, there's a difference. Okay. Not into those. <laughs> to me, it's a documentary. It's someone trying to create. This is what the band was like, or this is what the band could have been like, or mm-hmm. this is what happened to the band. Yeah, it's a documentary. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I, and there is. Yeah. I've just never been a big fan of that. I mean, uh, I've also got you know certain little things like with uh, people like. The Doors, they're awesome. The Doors, Jim Morrison, the greatest game. Uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix, greatest playing the God band. Yeah, and he died of drugs. He was a moron. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was a moron. Janis Joplin, another moron. You know, these are people that took their, their habits and made their habits. Uh, yeah, they made them iconic. Mm-hmm. You can put that on your headstone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Let's see, what else, what else came out? Um, let me, let's see. Meg. No, that was on DVD. No, that was. Uh, a, um, I actually I wanted to go see the the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Yeah, I want to see it. I may wait until it comes out, but I want to see it. I, I'll I will say this: it was a visually beautiful movie. It looks like it. Great, great visuals. Um, that's where I'm gonna stop. That's where you're gonna stop, huh? Yeah. Great visuals tell a lousy movie. <laughs> I mean, it. From from the source material, it could have done a lot better. Hmm. Um, Disney dropped the ball on this one. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, they they did the the acting. I was not following it. The storyline was okay. Um, it, it just it didn't it didn't serve its purpose at all. Mm. At least in my opinion, it, it was like I said, visually beautiful, stunning. Everything else was crap. And and I hate to say that about Kira Knightley, but even she was crap. Oh God, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. They must have only paid her, you know, fifteen, twenty million. I know, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't think Kira Knightley's crap. It's just this movie was crap. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, it happens to the best. I mean, yeah. some people would be the greatest actor in the world and, and just create garbage for some mm-hmm. movie. Uh, it might have a lot to do with the fact that maybe they don't have the control you yeah. know, of the, the characterization that they would like to portray. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, I was thinking, um, you know, there, there were some movies that, that are coming out to me and that have come out that are just magical in production. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we saw one of those last week. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always, no matter what, going to call it a, a Harry Potter story. But it's not. It's a universe. Yeah. Uh, it's, so. it's, of course, the, the, the Wizarding World. And, uh, of course, we're talking about Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts, The Crimes of, of Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yes, and it, it was an, it was fantastic to actually watch this movie and see it tie in mm-hmm. to the Harry Potter series. Yeah, you know, and and, and there's actually and and I'm really gonna have to to pick up the the DVDs of the video when it comes out because there's so many parts that I want to go back and rewatch just to see if I thought I saw what I thought I saw or heard what I thought I saw. Yeah, no, I, yeah, um, I I agree with you there. There's gonna be a lot of. Uh, a lot of interesting tidbits because there's parts of the the canon mm-hmm. that were created just for this movie, and and we'll we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but spoiler alerts ahead. Yes, yes, definitely spoilers because there's there's some shit that I cannot avoid not talking about. Yeah, um, but I mean, if you guys have seen the first one, if you love the first one, you are going to love this one. Um, I did. I certainly loved it. I I, I kind of went on with the uh, uh, with the reference or not reference a referral from uh, one of my guys at work. Uh, he said that he had seen it and he loved it and he's never seen the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm so much into the, the loving the Harry Potter universe. I was not a big fan of uh, uh, of the star. Um, John, uh, Eddie, uh, J- Johnny Depp, Eddie Redmayne. Johnny Depp is a good actor, but he was definitely not the star. Um, but Ed, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, yes. Yeah. <coughs> um, he reminds me of more of a Doctor Who than <laughs> than a Harry Potter character. I yeah, I could definitely, <laughs> see, I, I could definitely see some uh, some Matt Smith in that. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm not saying that he's a bad actor. I'm not saying he's a bad uh, a bad person. Um, but he's so far away. Mm-hmm. From the, the the Harry Potter universe, it really makes me kind of like he's such an oddball. Well, he, he's he's a Hufflepuff. He can huff and puff all he <laughs> wants, but it, it it's just anyway. Well, I, well, I, well, ow. <laughs> well, here here here's the big the big thing with Gryffindors, which mm-hmm. are what what Harry Potter was. Right. Um, they're very brave and they're they're very going towards the action, whereas Hufflepuffs. They're a little bit more reserved. They're researchers. They're 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 researchers. They're more, uh, for 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 lack of a better term, the 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 fluffies. They're 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 the ones that are going to be in the background, shooting from a distance. Shoot, shooting from <laughs> a distance, trying not to take damage. My wand, you won't get that far. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm not saying that as a blanket statement. There's always exceptions to the rules, as we know from the Wizarding World. But Eddie Redmayne definitely is. A researcher, a caregiver. He's not that much of a fighter. No, he's not. And uh, I love the way that he actually portrays Newt's commander. It's uh, definitely a subdued Doctor Who. Yeah, he's a 
not the uh, not the anti-hero. He's a reluctant hero. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't want to be the one, you know, in the front lines. He doesn't want to be the the guy that saves the universe. But he definitely goes, oh crap. <laughs> He's the one that has to do it mm-hmm. because he he puts it all together in his head and he starts to figure it out. Now. There were some serious spoilers in in this this movie that kind of threw me off, you know, and I'm like, okay, so I understand this, and, and you know, I'm terrible with the names and stuff, but the the kid, um, oh, um, uh, uh, oh, I have it right here. Hold go on, with, one second. go with that. <laughs> yeah, it was him. Him. Credence. Credence. Yes. To find out who Credence was. And I'm like, okay, that makes no <laughs> fucking sense. <laughs> okay. Now, now I, I have a couple theories on that. Okay. Now, the character of Grindelwald, right. bad, the bad guy, um, he could be using this as a story to try to motivate Credence to kill Dumbledore for him. Yeah, that's a possibility. Possibility. Since they, um, they got that contract. <laughs> yeah. There's also the possibility that that the character that Credence ten- is shown to be as Dumbledore's brother. Right. There's I wasn't going to give that information out, but well, just I go mean, with it. It just 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 go with it. I mean, if if you've seen it already, like I said, there was a spoiler alert at the beginning. Yep. Don't get mad. Um, but my take on it is, it's a possibility that it's not actually his brother. It could be a cousin. Because of because of everything that I've that I know about the Harry Potter universe, the structure of the Dumbledore family tree, um, there's Dumbledore could could there's a big possibility he doesn't have another brother because we 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 see one brother in the Harry Potter series, right? And as far as I knew, that was the only one. <laughs> That's the whole thing, because as we saw in this one, his sister died right and when did that happen in this universe <laughs> i mean it, it it was probably uh from what i remember um the the sister well I, well this was also in the in in the harry potter series uh the sister died when she was six years old right or six i think six or 16 i can't remember exactly but it was it was some somewhere along that line mm-hmm. um but I just I don't I honestly do not think that he is Dumbledore's brother. Okay. He is not Albus's brother. He could be a cousin. There could be a relation because the Phoenix, just right. like Dumbledore said in this movie and in the original series, a Phoenix always comes to a Dumbledore in need. Correct. But does it really need to be a Phoenix? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, at, at, because, and I'm I'm going to keep using his name, Credence. Credence, um, yes. Credence, if he is a Dumbledore, he is lost right now. Absolutely. He so that's why the Phoenix came to him. It, there might be some overlying story arc in the future because there's supposed to be five of these movies where he realizes who he truly is and the path he was supposed to take was was on the side of good, and the Phoenix is going to bring him to that. Hmm. He is in desperate need right now. Now, the blood pact that Albus and uh, Grindelwald 
had right prevents them from fighting each other correct so that's why i think grindelwald is trying to train up this dumbledore to be strong enough to defeat what he can't defeat the what a lot of people are saying the greatest wizard in the yeah. wizardry world <laughs> yeah <clears throat> you have to think that would be a stretch if you know that this guy's that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the the whole now I'm I'm again just a theory. Theory. I kind of think that this movie kind of brings it to a head. Mm. Dumbledore and Grindelwald were more than friends. He said it himself. Right. They were more than friends. Now, would that entail brothers? You know, like the like the brother you choose, right? Or lovers? The way the movie turned out, uh, the second one at least, it seems to look more long than lover vibes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, I just think that's gay. Well, it is. <laughs> it is. It totally is, and I'm fine with that because it adds an, a new depth to the story it it it, it kind of it drudges up more of what happened in that relationship to cause even if it was the relationship to cause grindelwald to go evil and dumbledore to even have this blood packed with him if dumbledore started liking girls <laughs> maybe he did maybe he didn't I suppose that's true. I mean, he he was never officially with anybody. That's true. In the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's got no kids of his own. <clears throat> He's never shown or any kind of affections for anyone but the kids. Yeah. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> Meh. Well, um, we we won't get into that part. We're going into a whole new <gasps> dark history. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there there's a lot of things in there. But uh, the one part that gets me is. Um, uh, Credence mm-hmm. goes from um, absolutely no power of his own mm-hmm. to blowing up the side of a, mo- a mountain. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He got that got that wand. Yeah, and I'm just like, he just blew up the side of a mountain. A guy that's never shown any source of magic except for... The Obscurus. The Obscurus. Um, just blew up the side of a mountain. Um, possible? No, I don't think. Uh, to be able to do that kind of explosion, I mean, uh, the kids in, in the Potter series, physically, um, they knew that they could have magic, mm-hmm. but they had to train up to do the most regular type of spells. You know, can you see what would Harry Potter could have done if he could blow up a mountain on the first time he handed a wand to him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and that also kind of brings it around to maybe he is a Dumbledore. Because... Even in the in the canon of it, Dumbledores really didn't need that much training. When they first picked up a wand, they were able to do things. Well, that's how they find out that they're they're magically created. I mean, yeah, that they have the skills. When that skill starts to manifest, mm-hmm. you know, Credence didn't have a manifest. He was the creature of magic. Well, well, here's the thing: in the first movie, there there was some talk of him actually, you know trying stuff at the beginning when he when he first realized it but he was keeping it secret because he was living in that household that was adamantly against witches Mm. um so i kind of think 
maybe he was practicing on the side. You know, maybe uh, Grindelwald, when he was taking the form of the the other guy, right. um, was trying to train him up in secret to start this. I still find it far-fetched. I mean, yeah. once again, these are all theories and all of our own projections of what we think and what we don't think. But uh, to a guy that uh, even if he had only been uh, you know, practicing in secret and stuff like that, to blow up a mountain on his first little I'm awake, you know, yeah. type thing, uh, I, I find that a big far-fetch. Now... You know. I mean, we're, we'll just have to see where this where it goes. Yep, next movie coming type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there were all, you know the little things. Uh, they clipped uh, a small, small, small uh, piece um, that I need to go back and find out mm-hmm. um, where um, I guess. Oh shoot! I'm trying to think. Oh well, the, the video the, the video piece that I saw was tying in the Harry Potter world, mm-hmm. uh, and it had um, uh, 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 Voldemort mm-hmm. at Azkaban talking to Grindelwald. Hmm. Where's the wand? I don't remember seeing that. Like I'm pretty. That's the reason why I have to go to, yeah. to get the video and receipt or something because I remember, or it might have been a well, video that I saw built up. I'm e- not sure. Well, e- even at that point, I think Voldemort would still have been a student. Well, see, that's the thing. The clip showed mm-hmm. Voldemort as the way he was in the Harry Potter, not as a young. And uh, Grindelwald was in Azkaban as a prisoner, so uh, this could have been a, a, a modern, modern time uh, Harry Potter look. Um, but if you look at the posters, um, and I don't remember seeing it in the actual movie, I may have missed it or, or not. But um, Grindelwald was holding the Elder sc- Wand. Elder Wand, yeah. So now officially, I don't remember seeing him use. The Elder Wand. Mm, I'm d- not during, sure. During the beginning scene, he, he was... I've seen him use a, a wand, but I don't remember if it was actually the Elder Wand. That's what I'm trying to get mm-hmm. at. You know, and but in if you look at the movie posters, you see him holding the Elder Wand. Yeah. So, I'm kind of like, man, that wand gets around. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Seriously. All the way up until where Harry Potter goes, hey, snap, mm-hmm. <laughs> and tosses off a bridge. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, little things like that. You know, mm. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, now, we, we know that these movies are going to have to keep going to, to start tying the rest of these knots. Um, and the the other one that's going to blow my mind is the, um, I've got her wrong. I know I've got her name wrong. Queenie? Uh, no. Well, she was a baffle, too. Yeah. You know, t- going to the dark side. I mean, I didn't even see cookies. So. <laughs> well, and, and, and I, I I know why she did it. Well, so so I have two theories on it. Number one, she loves Jacob. Right. Loves him to death. Yep. In the beginning of the movie, you saw that uh, she had put a spell on him. Great. Yep. Okay. Now, my question is, okay. When she went to Grindelwald's house, apartment or whatever that was, uh-huh. um, the tea that 
the the tea kettle that kept floating around and trying to pour her tea, she finally took some tea. What if there was a spell? Mm, a potion. A potion or something. So now she's kind of blinded to everything else and wants to join that dark side. But the other the other theory is she loves Jacob so much that she's willing to break the rules to try to make it so a nomad and a witch can be together. Yeah, but see, the point is that, that I have with that is that Grindelwald wants to rule the nomads and the wizardry world. So you would think that he would say, no, I, I don't like this. It's, well, it's cross-infecting type my my plans. <laughs> he he wants to rule them, yes, but I kind of see it more as a if they would let themselves be under my control. Sure. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's the it's the purebred thought. It's yeah. the purebred thought. You know, here's these purebreds, purebreds that want to rule the worlds, the wizardry world. The Muggle world, they want to. They're but they're purebreds, mm-hmm. and I really think that they their purebred mentality won't allow them to allow this, you know, Muggle. True, uh, and th- that's why I have a problem with that one. It just kind of seems a little well, and and it may be one of those things where he kind of again, Grindelwald told her a story. To be able to say, if I rule, this is what you would get. This is why you need to follow me. Even though he has no intention of letting it happen. False advertising. He's known as a wizard with a a silver tongue. He can make anybody do anything because he can make you believe anything. That's true. So, yeah, he can just be a bald place liar. Mm -hmm. He could. Yeah. And, um, and then, of course, her sister, the other main character, Tina. Right. Um, That's another odd character in this movie. I mean... It, it, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of I agree with that. But she's definitely perfect for Newt. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean... They, they kind of complete each other. Yeah. You know, after seeing this movie, I kind of got a thought. I'm like, you know what they really need to do? Now... After this series of movies done, and of course they may have a, a, a way to that they're going to do this down the road anyway in one of the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thought is they should tie in a new series of movies in the, the Harry Potter timeline, maybe with his kids, or maybe even a new a new character. Well, the, there, there's already... Um Oh, what's it called? Uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah, yeah, that's a play. It, it's it, it's a play, but there there has been talk of it being turned into a movie. That's true, but but what I'm trying yeah. to get at is is not just that, but what I'm thinking is the story would be, or the series, or the you know however you want to put it, but starting a whole new series of Harry Potter type movies, uh, universe movies, whatever, um, is having his case get lost. Okay. And somewhere's down the road discovered with all the fantastic beasts still surviving in the case um either by having a caretaker mm-hmm. actually in the case still taking care of them. Um that 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 one girl 
that was that was there. Right. She, I mean, he did tell her to go home. Yeah. So she didn't live in the case. <clears throat> well, no, but but I mean, it could still be something where she gets, um, she gets caught or trapped right. there or something. Trapped there and such, and then maybe like a a new series of kids from uh, Hogwarts mm. or or even one of the other wizardry schools. Bunty. Bunty is is that girl's name. Bunty. 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 Yes. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and even having like a new uh, a new series from a different school. Um, or the cases Elvermorn, Elvermorny, or, or, the, or the the American version of it of right. Hogwarts, or or even have um, the case found um, in a home of a Muggle, mm-hmm. you know, where the case was lost and and uh, somebody picked it up by accident and it gets shoved in somebody's attic for thirty years or or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and 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 a whole new line because to be honest, I really think the the Harry Potter world really needs to be more for the younger. And to this one, kind of stretches it out for the more older. Yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see that. Um, but I think that that's kind of what it was created for was the people who who grew up in the Harry Potter universe right. that still wanted something more, something a little bit more adult. Now that they are more adult. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see it, but it. Uh... I mean, even even come to think of it, even the even the first Harry Potter movies were really not for kids because of how much death, damage, and destruction there was. They were more of a preteen to teen. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and, and that's why I kind of think that I think they kind of stepped out of where they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're going to get a, they're going to get the reoccurrence of the, the people that were the Harry Potter fans that are now adults now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's not the same atmosphere. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the fact that they're in America, or they were in America, because to technically they weren't there for very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they traversed over to to uh, France. Yep. Um, and such, and uh, and I loved, and, and Carol didn't even catch this, is um, uh, when they ran into the old guy, or they went looking for the old guy, and uh, I said, Carol, I said, did did you? catch the guy's name you know who he was no 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 he's i when i was talking to one of the guys mm-hmm. at work i turned around going i said the same thing and i'm like yeah he said he was an alchemist and boom he just snapped uh carol never got it but uh, he he blurted out uh he was the one that created the philosopher's stone he was or the, <laughs> the sorcerer's stone so, as we yeah. know it here nicholas flamel 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 yep uh, and, and see, that would be another. I'd love to see more of Nicholas Flamel yeah. in this. And and they may continue to have him in a little bit more in, in the series. We don't know. And, and uh, there are a lot of the uh, this parts of this movie that I'm highly uh, energetic about to see more of the storyline. Um, Nikiti. Mm, yeah, the, the uh, 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 Natiri. Nat- yeah, uh, the, the snake woman. The snake, yeah. <laughs> Um, because to be honest, or Nagini, sorry, Nagini, yeah, Nagini, she yeah. Uh, uh, she seemed to be a good person, mm-hmm. and somehow down the line, she's going to be a permanent snake, which mm-hmm. they did talk about. Um, she's going to be a permanent snake, so she's going to evidently lose her humanity, mm-hmm. and she's going to work for one of the most evil people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> So but there's a story there too. Yeah, no, there, there's a few stories, and we'll we'll get that in, into that a little bit uh, in in a second here. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Sure. And uh, we'll come back with a little bit more of uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. 
Are we back yet? What? No, not yet. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I haven't even pushed stop yet. I don't know. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's the fact, Jeff! That's the fact, Jeff! You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. All right, we are back and uh, still talking about Fantastic Beasts. Absolutely. Yep, Crimes of Grindelwald. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Johnny Two-Eye? One-Eye? <laughs> Johnny Half-Eye? Half-Eye. Yeah. Um, Color by numbers. I, I, I will say this. I kind of like and don't like uh, Johnny Depp's portrayal of Grindelwald. You like and don't like. Um, he does an awesome job of a character you absolutely hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. And it's, I mean, he's he's awesome at, at, what, at what he's doing with this character. You can tell, I mean, you, you can tell Johnny's kind of getting up there in age. Really? Uh, especially with this character, but he's it's. He's a little with the white hair. <laughs> yeah. He just took off his, took off his wig. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm, 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 I'm kind of liking and and I'm kind of interested to see where this is going. I, he'll be getting older. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like like Grindelwald as a character. Right. I want right. to I want to see where this is going. Well, you know that he was a nasty character when he had this little um, critter mm-hmm. that rescued him in the first place, and while it was trying to show him the affection, what's he say? Such a needy. And he throws it out the, <laughs> the carriage's door. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, heartless bastard. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which let, let let's talk about that opening scene for a second. That opening scene where they're transporting him. Right. Honestly, that's the the best opening to a movie I've seen in a long time. 
It's definitely unique. Yeah. Um, I I was actually commenting about the strangeness of that's the only time you see anybody on a broom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of odd. Um, but well, I think I think especially in um in the United States where they were at the beginning of the movie. Um, use vacuums instead of well, no, I, I I just don't think that broom usage is such widely accepted, mm. uh, especially when you're dealing when you're dealing with no madges in yeah. in the area. Yeah, but that's the same thing with Britain. Well, yeah, yeah, but they're you're you're seeing so when you're looking at the Harry Potter world and and you know the the first the first movies right the majority of it takes place on the grounds of Hogwarts or right. the surrounding area. So they're already in the magical world where it's not uncommon to see those types of things. Mm-hmm. But in Fantastic Beasts, they're kind of showing off a little bit more of the relationship of the magical world in the re- in the Correct. nomad world. Right. And so yeah, you're not going to see a lot of uh, a lot of flying brooms or stuff like that and if you do see it there's probably going to be a cleanup crew really quick to, to wipe your memory <laughs> well i mean it's like there were certain locations um that they mm-hmm. traversed that were in the magical realm mm-hmm. um for example the township where the circus was right and that wasn't a circus in the real world that was a circus in the magical world yeah um so you know i was expecting to see you know more brooms in that area um when they left the the uh, uh, main headquarters Mm -hmm. in the carriage they left in the carriage yep over the entire city now of course they were using the um can't remember the name of those uh horses uh yeah no yeah which can't be seen Mm -hmm. uh unless you've had an experience with death. An experience with death. So they were a good choice, but does that cover the carriage? <laughs> Pro- probably not. But if you if you notice, there was a uh, a lot of fog or haze or clouds. True, true, true. So they, you know, which you you even see in one one part where uh, where Dumbledore is talking to Newt, and they create and the he fog. creates the fog. Yeah. Um. So well, he knew that they were being followed at the time. Yeah. Too, so. So it, it it could have been one of those somebody was casting a spell just to to make sure that to, to keep it as limited as possible. True, true. Well, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm all up for that. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. No, I didn't have pizza. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that there's a lot of interesting stories within this story. Oh yeah, I mean the universe is the the Harry Potter universe. Um, has already been laid out mm-hmm. with already so many uh, dabbles in history. Um, everything from now we have the creator of one of the books that they read in uh, in uh, school. Hogwarts, in yeah. Hogwarts. Um, you've got the creator and stuff like that. You've already tied in the alchemist from the very first movie. So uh, a lot of these have already been tied in mm-hmm. to the different uh uh, the different uh, aspects of the movie. So, uh, and then, um, you know, just reaching out and, and finding so many little connections and stuff where things are kind of starting to fall in place. For example, um, uh, 
Dumbledore is a teacher mm-hmm. at Hogwarts at this point. So he's not running it. But I find it, I also find it hysterical that he's wearing modern clothes of the era mm-hmm. as a teacher. But once he was promoted to headmaster, headmaster he's in robes. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, it, it, it's... I, I want to say it was definitely a choice. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do kind of wonder where where the line between, you know, classy three-piece suit to wizard robes kind of, I want to see that transition. Well, it could have been one of those things to where while he was younger, he liked to mix with the, the nomadges mm-hmm. um, and liked going to, to the, the muggle world. Um, but then maybe somewhere down the road, something spoiled the waters a little bit to where he says, basically, I'm never leaving Hogwarts again, mm-hmm. <laughs> like type thing, and I'm just going to stay here and wear my robes. I mean, uh, if you ask anyone nowadays, if you had the opportunity to sit around the house and, and in your pajamas, would you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's I, I haven't even left my pajamas today. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> and that's, that's Albus Dumbledore. He's yep. still in the pajamas. <laughs> yeah. So, and then um, another another big character in this one that has connections to the Harry Potter world, Lita Lestrange. Yes, yes. A- and is she gone? <laughs> is she? Is she not? I mean... She went... She, yeah, I mean, she she did, but... This isn't marble. There no. Wasn't, there wasn't a stone that says, okay, you're gone. <laughs> no, <laughs> true, but, I mean, Lita Lestrange kind of... I won't say plays a big role, but but how how do we get um, uh, Bellatrix from that? The Lestrange is a large family. You Fam- remember? Have yeah. you seen the remember seeing the tree in the in the in the the Phoenix house? True. There's there's a lot of members of that family. She doesn't have to be specifically related, you know. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that was my dad. That was my daughter. You know. <laughs> you know, and you know, maybe inbreeding. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you know, because that one, that one in the Harry Potter movies was definitely crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, yeah, th- I mean there there are a lot of things that could be dabbled in and, and more. I mean, to be honest, where's Hagrid? I'd yeah. love to see a new Hagrid or a young Hagrid, mm-hmm. and, and that would be kind of cool. And that might even give you a whole new uh, cosplay run. Maybe yeah. <laughs> Which, which, uh, if if Universal's listening, um, yes, I, I do accept the position of Hagrid. Yeah, it's okay. There you go. Um, but I, I actually, a funny thing is, I when we went to because uh, we went on vacation to to L.A. Right. and we went to Universal Studios. We did actually do, went to the Wizarding World. Did you do your Harry Potter cosplay? There? Uh, no, but Why I not. <laughs> if there was a place to do your Harry Potter cosplay, they they don't allow it. They don't allow that that type of stuff. Oh, that's so wrong. Like <laughs> um, like I, it it was just one of those things where. Like I, Disney doesn't allow it because if you're, you know, if you look too much like the character, people are going to come up to you rather than their characters. Universal kind of has the same deal. Cosplay, cosplay is good for everything. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but if if Universal doesn't have their their finger in it for the for the money, then you know, charge an extra five dollars at the door. Mm-hmm. You're in cosplay, five bucks more. <laughs> but. Uh, the nice thing is, though, like I actually showed a couple of the 
employees over there with my cosplay stuff and they're like okay yeah yeah that that's nice <laughs> yeah and yeah see that's i still think that's wrong I, I i think or you know what they need to do they should come up with a cosplay day oh yeah i do, completely agree do one day where the entire park opens up to cosplay mm-hmm. oh my god would you can you see that everybody in the park. Well, not everybody. I wouldn't be. Everybody who wanted to. In the park. In the park. Would be in cosplay. Mm-hmm. How many? Now, the nice thing is, like, yeah, I mean, you can go You can go to to Universal and, like, your Harry, Harry Potter robes. Right. But if it's, like, a specific character, that's usually where they draw the line. Mm. Yeah. I, I can just see that. Um, okay. That's too much like Harry. Take your clothes off. <laughs> but I, I did get to see the motorcycle. Sweet. I uh, got to got to see Hagrid's hut. Cool. That so would be got, cool. got got a picture with that. I'm like, I could just stand in the hut, just looking out the window, just talking to people in the line. Now, see if you were in your cosplay. Yeah. That would be awesome photos. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, Universal. But yeah. Disney and can and suck. I, I I will say this. Um, hey, Universal. Make your rides a little bit more fluffy friendly, please. Um, there was a not enough padding for you. W- no, no. So um, I am, I am very, I'm barrel chested, mm-hmm. and I have you got boobs. I well, yeah, for for lack of a better term, uh, but I am barrel chested. I have broad shoulders. Um, I wanted to go on the Forbidden Journey, uh, the Harry Potter ride, right, and. The harness, or the, the the seats that they have, didn't close because of my boobs, because of my chest. <laughs> it, it was nothing to do with the stomach. That's the, that, that's the funny part. It was all because I have a wide rib cage, right? And I was so, uh, I, I don't want to say devastated, but I was actually kind of pissed off that I wasn't able to enjoy the ride. They let me walk through the queue to see all the cool things in the line and, you know, walk through. But I was not able to ride on the ride. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's I can understand, like, where you've got the, the Walt Disney characters where they've got their hands out saying you got to be this tall to be able to ride this. Mm-hmm. So is there going to create a new character saying you've got to be this round to <laughs> – to be in there to be able to ride this yeah you know if you're past this if these hands can't go around you and close you cannot go on this ride well, and and that's the thing that's actually how i found out is because at the beginning of the rides they like especially if they have like specialty like seats mm-hmm. uh they put tester seats out there and if the tester seat doesn't close doesn't get to a certain certain, certain place then yeah it's un te- te- technically unsafe for that person to ride which <clears throat> I do see, I do kind of agree with, but it, it it's <clears throat> they they need they need to be able to accommodate a little bit more because people are getting bigger and it's not not just well, you know the United not, States is the fattest people in the world. Well, and and it's not we even are. it's not even just the, you know about about being fat. Heavier set. <coughs> he- heavier set. Obese. Not not obese, but dude, even... I'm obese. <laughs> well, no, 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 but it, it's it's the the standards of what 
obesity is or what average is. It's there's a there's even a progression from 20, 30 years ago where people are taller, people are bigger. It, it's how the natural progression of things go. Right. I mean, you, you know, you stand an average person from today next to an average person from the 1800s. There's going to be a huge difference. Right. And be a little skinny guy. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, I was kind of kind of mad. I wasn't able to ride that one. I was able to ride like the the ride of the hippogriff, the flight of the hippogriff. Um, well, a couple well, of the other rides there. So what gets me is this. Then why don't they customize? I mean, are are now this? I don't know this ride. Mm. Uh, I've never been there. I don't know any of these things uh, for <clears throat> Disney, Universal, or whatever. Um, but you would think that they would accommodate uh, and customize. Like, I mean, if you're in a roller coaster, mm-hmm. okay, then let's say the four back cars in the roller coaster are specifically designed for bigger individuals. Yeah, no, I could see that. Um, because you're physically keeping your patrons, your fans, mm-hmm. away from doing what they want to do, and they paid a shitload of money to get into these places, Yeah, and they can't do it. You know, and, and that's what bothers me. I mean, if you take a helicopter ride, okay, and you are over 250 pounds, you have to be adjusted specifically in the helicopter so that you don't throw the weight of the helicopter off. Yep. So, for example, if you're the most heavy set person in the helicopter, you're going to be sitting in the middle. Yep. You're not going to get a window seat. So you're not going to get the view that the guy next to you is. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of wrong. Now, with a helicopter, it's not as easily correctable like creating custom seats for the rides. Yep. Unless you want to dangle them down below and let them go that way. <laughs> Which I, would, be I, I a whole would totally new experience. be down for that, yeah. It'd be a whole new experience there. <clears throat> um, but, uh, for example, uh, I was going to go horseback riding one time. I am not. Uh, when I said that I'm obese... That's an uh, an app on my phone that says I'm 30 pounds over my height and age, what says that I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm classified obese. Yeah. I went to go horseback riding, and I was not allowed because I was over 250 pounds at the time. Mm-hmm. I and And they didn't have a horse big enough to carry a 250-pound man. I'm sorry, but when I was down in Nicaragua, I was I was over 250 pounds, and I rode a horse bareback on the side of a mountain. Okay. Yeah. Horses, they can go ahead and pull the weight. Right. And these horses, but I, I think it's more along the lines of this was a specific location for horseback riding. Yeah. And they didn't want to break their horse. <laughs> and they're like saying, well, if I put five 250-plus people on the back of this horse in a row i'll quit using him by the end of the season mm-hmm. <laughs> because he'll be broken yeah i can understand that but then at the same time i'm thinking then you need to accommodate get yourself a budweiser horse get yep. something up there that i can uh, i can ride because i'm here to use your facilities your company to ride a horse and you're telling me I can't do it because I'm slightly over the weight allowance. Mm-hmm. 
for that time. And I'm like, that's just wrong. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah. th- like there was, cause we also went to Knott's Berry farm. There was a couple of rides that I wasn't able to go on because the tester seats didn't close. Yeah. And I love roller coasters. Yeah. I do. Me not. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it but, is what it is. I mean, we've kind of gotten off a little bit off subject. But, yeah. You know, it, it was a tantrum that, that, uh, had to be said because I'm, I'm very, everyone should be treated equal. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who we are, where we are, what we do, what our lifestyles are, everybody should be treated equal. Now, as time has gone by over the generations that have been out there, you know, uh, Caucasians' treatment of uh, blacks has improved, but it's still not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've improved a lot of our things. We're more willing and acceptable for heavier set mixed race marriages you know we are becoming slowly yes. use that term very slowly a more caring uh a more open society um but we are just too slow doing it mm-hmm. and it bothers me when companies don't think ahead enough to accommodate the change. Yeah. And to accommodate all. I mean, if I was that upset over not being able to ride rides at a, at a place that I just spent billions of dollars to get into, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, if I went all the way to California, which is a place that I was born at and I don't want to go back, mm-hmm. <laughs> that tells you a lot. Um if it was for the fact that if I was only going to go back, it would be to stay at a hotel at Universal. <laughs> yep. Right there on the property type thing so I can do it, get it, and gone. I do not want to drive. I do not want to tour unless I'm out of the cities, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a plane. I'll fly to a small town, and then I'll travel. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it just annoys the hell out of me. But these businesses should be accommodating for everybody you know and i can understand the safety issues um so yes if that harness wouldn't work accepted i understand that but create a system that Mm -hmm. everyone can use yeah i mean if you want to take your two-year-old on the thing okay no because there's no system that's going to make that safe yeah no no but if you can't accommodate for a 200 to 300 pound individual that wants to do the ride, then you're not thinking. You're not thinking wide enough. You're not thinking open-minded enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it really burns me. It burns my hide when yeah. people do that. Well, and, and there was like, the, there was a couple other people that, that we were going with, like families who their dad couldn't go on the ride because he was barrel chested and big armed. There was even a family where the mom couldn't get on because she was very well endowed, but it wouldn't it, it, the the harness wouldn't have been able to close close over them. Right. So it's just one of those one of those things where you're not <clears throat> not really planning for the family aspect of a family park. Correct. I mean, okay, if if you want to add um, something to it that might accommodate. Um, 
it may not be a ride related, but maybe turn around saying, well, since you can't ride this, uh, we're going to give you like a $50 credit at the store. Mm -hmm. Or, or like, or even, you know, if, if you can't ride the ride, there's, there are some places and I know Disney does this where, um, for example, they have the, uh, the submarine ride at Disneyland Mm -hmm. where it's the finding, you know, uh, finding the, uh, finding Nemo. Okay. And you actually have to physically board a submarine. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are not able to board, the s- to board the submarine. So what they have is a side area where you can go and they actually have a simulation of what the ride looks like and what it sounds like, mm. which is great for, you know, for some people who, you know, maybe they have a kid that can't, that doesn't want to go on the ride or maybe they're claustrophobic or something like that. Right. I think with a ride like that, Something like that should be offered so that way, you know, you could still sit there and see what everybody would be looking at. I can see that being cheaper nowadays because VR. Yeah. And and I say this excitingly because uh, I have a friend uh, who is an Arizona brown coat um, who actually has just recently stepped into the VR world. Mm -hmm. He is actually, uh, I don't know if he's running the company or if he's just kind of like a franchisee. Um, but they actually do uh, VR games mm-hmm. and such. And I recently on Twitter saw um, what I be- uh, I would say, and it may not be correct, but I saw my first um, uh, a trailer for a VR movie. Mm-hmm. And they actually got stars in this movie. Uh, nice. Norman Reese okay. from Boonock Saints slash Walking Dead. And... Um, um, Rodriguez, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez from Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the stars of this virtual reality movie, and I'm like, I saw a trailer of it, and I'm like, that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, that almost wanted me to grab my Oculus, put my phone in there, and you know, download this movie so I can see it, check it out, and, and mm-hmm. all out. But that's something else there. Yeah. You know, now you can, can, you know, don't just give them a simulator. Put them in a VR room. Yep. <laughs> give them goggles. This is what your your family are seeing right now. Holy crap! You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would definitely be a, a good experience, you know, for that. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, you're not getting the whole, you know, moving around a room. But, hey, there's some people who have motion sickness. Yeah, that's true. And actually, uh, a lot of the bigger uh, VR companies that are out there actually have you stand on a platform. Mm -hmm. So the actual platform will shake and vibe and move. Yeah. Um, So you still can get the effect. Yeah. um, But at the same time, you know, I mean, it's not going to be 100% right. But, you know, that's one of those things. Accommodate everyone. Yeah. You know. Pull your head out of your ass and go, hey, I need to spend some money to make sure everyone gets to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, not turn around and say, all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you 50 bucks off uh, now and then uh, come back in two years when you've lost 100 pounds. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because n- um, and not everybody has the um, ability to or the the finances to be able to go to a theme park once every, you know, once every year, once every two years. I have, I haven't been, you know, the, the last theme park I went to was Disneyland. And that's because I had a, uh, I had, um, discounts from a job that I was in mm-hmm. that I was able to go. And this was like three years ago. 
The closest thing to a theme park that I've gone to anywhere, anywhere recently, Mm -hmm. Rawhide. Yeah. (laughs) And, 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 that's not dissing rawhide. That's not dissing. It's just that I don't go out of my way mm-hmm. to do that. I would not spend any money going to Disney specifically unless it was the Star Wars uh, world area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I would go and check out. And my understanding is uh, that Star Wars or uh, Disney has is building – in an incredible Star Wars area Mm -hmm. um, where you can actually go in the Millennium Falcon and fly it and stuff like that, which that blows my mind. That would be something that I would probably attempt to do. There's, there's, and, and because I I have, I have friends that do like these blogs and stuff Mm -hmm. that they exclusively research like Disney parks and stuff like that. Right. The technologies that are going into the rides there and the technologies that are going into just the interaction in the park area. Correct. It's amazing. So and That's so, a lot of what I've heard. So picture this. You're flying the Millennium Falcon, and this is an actual thing, and you are, you know, top pilot. You are the ace. You are top of the game. People in the the, the, the characters in that area are going to respond to you like that. Right. If you are the worst pilot ever, they're going to respond to you, to you like, like that, that as well. <laughs> So the, just the just the technology and there's and it's not just the human actors in the suits that right. are doing this. There's different things that'll happen in like the 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 uh, the bar that they have. The robots. The, and the stuff, robots yeah. will actually you know interact with you a specific way as well. Right. So there's there's a whole lot of, I mean I I would love to go to see the Star Wars area. Well, it's not finished yet, but not uh, not finished yet, and uh, it opens in 2019. Right. I'm probably not going to go see it until 2021. And and if I break down and go, that's yeah, kind of be the situation for me. Um, I I really would love to go do see something like that, and but to be honest, it would be funny because you would physically see me walking around this park, and as soon as they say this is the edge of this part of the park, and now you're going into Disney, I would totally use that as the border of my vacation mm-hmm. you know walk the skirt the edge you know if they can turn around say 10 feet on the other side of that is the bathroom or two and a half miles back that way i will still walk the two and a half miles <laughs> to avoid the disney i'm going to rip you off by making you pay more than your mortgage to get into this building <laughs> yeah no i i understand that uh, you know any place that you have to refinance your house or your car, uh, so that you can get entrance to this park. You know, that's ridiculous. Now, it's economical mm-hmm. for the people that live nearby and buy the season passes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not for the people that are flying from the other side of the country that have never been there before and that are coming in for one specific reason or another. Uh, you know, once again. Mm-hmm. Which it's too expensive. Which I do have to say, um, because I, I actually saved some money on this trip. Um, on because gr- your boobs were too big. Well, no. Well, <laughs> on Groupon, um, I actually found out about a company that does these passes, and they're th- this one specifically was the Go Los Angeles pass. Okay. Where I paid a hundred ninety dollars 
per pass. So this was for me and Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Each pass was a three-day pass. I got into, with this pass, I got into Universal Studios, Knott's Berry Farm. Right. Um, we were able to do Madame Tussauds, a bunch of things up and down uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I've seen and heard you the know. passes. Yeah, they're group for a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. Great, great pass. So if you want to save some money, and this is in no way a sponsorship. This is me saying, hey, if you want to save some money and go to L.A. or go to Las Vegas or look up the go passes because they are a lot more economical because we we were planning out this is how much we're going to need for universal this is how much we're going to need for knott's berry farm this is how much we're going to need for this for that and we saved probably a good four hundred dollars altogether that sounds like a beautiful deal oh yeah i'll go for that (laughs) (laughs) but But, yeah uh, yeah, there's yeah i'm just not really big into those kind of places i mean i love the parks but Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's a, a lot of money to shell out to go, yeah. you know, and I'm sitting there going, I can have three vacations in the same amount of money that it costs to go over there mm-hmm. for that one couple of days Oh yeah, at a, at a park. So, yeah. Um, now that we've gone off on a totally <laughs> different tangent again, um, the Harry Potter universe over there, yes, I would love to go see Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I actually bought a wand, one of those interactive wands where you can go to the to the different windows, do a spell, and something happens in the window. Really? Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome. You and see, it, I'm, I'm planning on getting Epcot. And now, I, as I said, I am not a cosplayer, mm-hmm. quote, slash. <laughs> um, not to say that I don't want to be, but I do not. My mind is is so bent, twisted, and going in different directions. Uh, I can't focus enough on that. Now, uh, I virtually spend most of my focus in social networking, uh, promoting things and pushing things and in the podcasting and stuff like that and a little bit of gaming oh and working three jobs mm-hmm. um uh, but uh, i would love to do it uh if i could find a way that i could create the costume and get it done where i'm not having to stay focused on it then yeah that's exactly the route that i'd probably take um i plan on buying a wand because i think i'm going to do a death eater uh one of these days i'll put together right. a death eater uh, cosplay um, I did think about uh, uh, Moody mm-hmm. as a possible cosplay for the Harry Potter world also. Um, and there was another one that I was semi-thinking about, but it wouldn't. it's not a specific character. It would have been more for the what I had with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because you like Niffler. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, what if... I could put that, and I can't remember the name of what they actually called it. I, in my mind, it's a Chinese dragon mm-hmm. uh, in a smaller form on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, and the, the big excitement would be the mechanisms that make it do what it's doing. But I would be a, a, a low-key magician with that on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So. I can see that. That'd be pretty cool. And, and, and yeah, but that's something that way out of my technical mm-hmm. skills <laughs> but um so yeah I, eventually i do plan on doing some um some cosplay along that lines but yeah we'll see as things get twisting uh, <laughs> as time goes by all right. so all in all um fantastic beast crimes grindelwald if you have not seen it 
I highly recommend you guys go out and see it. Great. Uh, and the storyline is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely connects with uh, the Harry Potter world, uh, the universe, uh, the wonderful world. <laughs> uh, magical world, world. W- wizarding world wizarding world of magic yeah <laughs> this is almost confusing as phoenix comic con fan fest con fiesta palooza yeah con fiesta palooza <laughs> eventually we're gonna have to stop doing that because they're gonna make a, they're gonna get mad at us <laughs> um but uh, i i thoroughly enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. um yes i'm not a big fan of uh, newt Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy that plays his character um, does do a good job of a uh, absolutely great researcher, teacher slash Mister Know It All. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a uh, hero, I'm kind of like eh. <laughs> he's bland. Yeah, eh. I mean, I, yeah, but I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said a reluctant hero. Right. Yeah, and. and uh, uh, I do love seeing some of the characters that they've created or the characters in the history that we've known that that exist, but we had never seen until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a lot that I'm looking forward to seeing in the other movies, uh, seeing how they tie them in and such. Yeah. Uh, I really think, in, you know, and I have to be um, a bit selfish, I kind of wish they would have uh, filmed these movies kind of like with the... Uh, uh, um, Avatar the idea. Let's let's film all five movies back to back and just release a new one every year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I could see that. I mean, I'm very excited for Avatar too. By the way, mm. uh, um, you know, because those movies are going to come out and they're already in the can in most cases, you know, type stuff. But uh, I'm just like, oh, yes, you know, I would love to just turn around going. Now I only have to wait a year for the next <laughs> Harry Potter movie or. Now it's another year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's exciting to see the the wizardy world um, being dabbled in again. Uh, I saw some articles where uh, Rollins has basically said there is no more Harry Potter. Uh, there will be no more Harry Potter uh, after the, the Curse of the Child. Um, but... We'll, we'll life, see. Life is life. Yeah, and we'll you see. You never should say no. <laughs> yeah. Because. I mean, how, how many times has Kiss done a farewell tour? Eh, same as every other major. Exactly. Rock, I mean, Zeppelin's been doing farewell tours for, what, last 15 <laughs> to 20 years now. Um, you know, and it's, it's as I said, you know, everyone's been doing this. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, nothing's set in stone. And uh, J.K. Rollins, if, if you're listening to our podcast, which we'd be kudos if you do. Um, we want to interview you. Yeah, we want to interview you. Come to Phoenix Comic Con, uh, you know, Fan Falooza, uh, and uh, and uh, so we can interview you, and uh, and you can listen to me convince you that you need to continue the movie series in the future. Maybe some new characters um, or someone in the Harry Potter world timeline. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to see. Um, you know, you know, Harry may be retired, but uh, hey, you know, there's that. You know, muggles, and, and they've got a couple of uh, characters that have got really a lot of good interest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So I think that's going to do it for us for this show. Calling it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, of course, if you guys want to follow us, uh, yeah, you know, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> all that fun stuff. If, if it's a social network, we're probably there. <laughs> yeah. Just on our radio, just. Yeah. yeah just backslash your your social network slash con air radio you'll find us yeah <laughs> um and then of course uh, we want to give a big thank you to 
uh, Star Worldwide Network for absolutely for of course uh, continuing to support us and letting us uh, use their format to put out this show along with iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the fun other Stitcher, Stitcher, yeah. all those. All those as well. And then there's that other, that one that I kept talking about before, and I can't remember the name of it again. It's something cast. <laughs> and oh, it, yeah. it's an app. And it's really kind of neat because I will go home, edit this, we'll pop it up there, and within a day, boom, sh- there it is. Yep. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, cool stuff. <laughs> so, uh, again, if you want to follow uh, any of my stuff, just look me up on Instagram, Haggard underscore Haggard underscore cosplay. Um, Going to be starting up some new cosplays, especially for uh Kikori Khan. Kikori. Yeah, Kikori Khan. Does that sound like that sounds like a game? Chichichia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so keep up on there, so that way you guys can see what I'll be doing. And um, I want to do a quick shout out for my wife and my new project. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Fabric Cat. We may also be Fabric Cat Fifty Four. Uh, and basically, we are doing crafts, so kind of geeky material stuff things. I've been making so – we've got some aprons for my mm-hmm. restaurant stuff, and it's really cool because i got a bunch of superhero ones, and i got a Game of Thrones ones, and now we're finding I, – I put out some fabrics earlier today that uh, we've gotten Batman. I've got Shamrocks. Oh, my God. We've got nice. some cool stuff going on. So. so if you guys are looking for, like, geeky fabric-type stuff that uh, you want made – or just buy stuff. We are starting an Etsy store, uh, mm. and it should be up and running completely, probably by the end of next week, nice. uh, with product actually on it. Cool. <laughs> that's the goal. All right. So I guess that's it. So from all of us here at Con Air Radio, we'll, we'll see, see you at the con. I see trees of green. Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? Going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.